Today, I'm going to um, share a message, and it's to moms, but it's also to everybody. And the title of my message is Equipped to be Different. Equipped to be Different. And we're going to see this in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And we're going to look at the whole chapter, but we're really going to look at the last uh, four verses of that chapter. And um, thinking about Mother's Day, uh, I, I, I love uh, the Christmas story. I don't know if you've watched that movie. But there's this one, there's this one, uh, there's one scene where they're getting ready to go outside, right? So Ralphie and Randy are getting ready. Ralphie's quick. He throws on his clothes, throws on his jacket, right? He throws on his boots. He runs out the door, right? He's ready to go. But Randy, that's the baby, man. That's, that's his mom's baby. And so Randy, he has to stay a little longer. And his mom's putting on every jacket she can find, you know? And she puts on his jackets. And then I think it's actually a whole snowsuit. He is like a snowmobile suit that he has to put on. And so Randy has this giant jacket on, and this is how he walks out of the door, right? He can't put his arms down, and then I think he either falls down, I don't know, or they pushed him down, I don't know. But he's on the ground, and he has so many jackets on that he can't get up. And so he's just sitting there, help, help, right? And then they, they run away. And I think that he had so many jackets on that if, if they didn't ever came for him, he would have been warm throughout the entire winter and they would have found him in the spring and he would have said, guys, please, somebody get me out of here, right? He was that warm and he was that warm because his mom loves him, right? His mom was nurturing. His mom wanted to make sure that, that every, he was warm, right? I mean, I think maybe she put all those jackets hoping that, that just as warm as he was in those jackets, he would feel like his mom, the warmth of his mom hugging him. Like he just, she wanted to make sure that Randy was okay, right? That's what moms do. And I've been reading some of, uh, been reading some of uh, Miss Kathy. She writes these devotionals and, and I was reading this one. She um, showed it to me and I just want to read the last bit. And this is about her mom. Um, and it says, I have seen my mom's faith at work for a very long time, especially when I use my hindsight. Mom was not the only woman of faith that was influential in my life. My grandmother, mom's mother, was also an inspiration of faith in me. In 2 Timothy 1.5, Paul says to Timothy, I know that you sincerely trust the Lord, for you have the faith of your mother, Eunice, and your grandmother, Lois. As I think about this verse, I also see how the faith, love, and trust my mom and grandmother had in God was influential in my life. Their examples spoke to me louder than any words could, and I am grateful for them in my life, and that God gave me these two remarkable women to be my maternal influences. And she writes, please join me in thanking the Lord for the mothers in our lives who have been the tested examples of trust, faith, and love in the Lord and Savior. Let's just give our moms a clap. Let's give all the moms and spiritual moms. Thank you. And moms equip, right? And there's people in our lives who have acted like moms as well. And they've equipped us to live, equipped us for life, right? And that's what we see here in Timothy. Second Timothy chapter three. What we're gonna see is, is what Timothy needed um, in a moment of, uh, of need, in a moment of trouble. And so before we jump into this book, I just want to, um, I want to first get us into the situation, what's going on in Timothy's, in Timothy's world here. So Paul is writing this book, and, and Paul has been with Timi, Timothy for years now, a long time. And, and Paul, is, Paul has been preaching all around the world, and on one of his missionary journeys, 
He grabbed Timothy along with him. He found Timothy, and Timothy joined his cause, joined with him, and they traveled the world together telling people about the gospel. They, they were persecuted together. They were, they were thrown out of cities together. They, they experienced people coming to Jesus together. They experienced families coming whole. They experienced people's lives becoming whole. They, they did ministry together, right? And Paul was like a spiritual father to Timothy. And now Paul, he's gonna write this letter to Timothy and, and, and they aren't together here. And Paul is actually in a Roman prison at the end of his life. And this is the last book. This is the last letter he's gonna write. And he's gonna share what Timothy needs as he's gonna leave Timothy, as he's gonna leave this world. He's gonna give to Timothy what he needs to keep going. Because Timothy needs, he needs God's instruction. He needs Paul's instruction one last time. Because Timothy, here he is, he's in this Ephesian church. He's in the church in Ephesus. And this church that he's in, it's, it's, it's not the perfect ideal situation, right? So we know that Ephesus, the city, it was a pagan center of the world. It, was, it held one of the seven wonders of the ancient world, which was the temple to Artemis, one of the largest ancient structures ever made. And there they would worship Artemis. They had a huge um, idol-worshiping uh, culture in that town. They actually had an industry of building idols. And it says in Acts 19, when Paul was there, that his ministry was so effective that he was hurting the, hurting the idol in, industry, and they actually wanted to get Paul out of there. They wanted to, uh, yeah, they didn't, they didn't like Paul because he was ruining their industry, right? And so this, this town, it has this pagan culture, this, this idol-worshiping culture, but not only that, but there's a strong Jewish culture as well, right? And, and it's mostly, at that time, they were very ritualistic. They were very concerned about following every letter of the law, making sure that everything was right, everything was to a T. In order to have God's grace, your life had to be perfect. That's the way they saw things. And now you have these two cultures coming together, and they're coming together in this Ephesian church, and Timothy is here, and he's gonna lead these people. He has to lead these people. Paul is put him in this place to lead them to the next place, to, to guide them in their faith, to make sure they understand the gospel, that Jesus Christ has died for sin, that, that all, all of their lives to this point has been forgiven, that it's all led to, to a faith, a love, a joy, uh, a community under God's grace because of the work of Christ on the cross, right? And now the new life empowered by the Spirit. This is, this is Timothy's job in this church, and it is not easy. We're gonna read what it's gonna be like. Paul is giving him this book, giving him this letter. This is the second one he's written. And Timothy, he's, not, he, he's naturally more timid, right? He, he, he also has ailments that he deals with. And so Timothy, he has to overcome different things in his own life in order to fulfill the call that God has on his life. He, he, he is in need, desperate need to lead these people. And in himself, he does not have what it takes to do it. And he's searching for God's wisdom. He's searching for Paul's instruction to help him in this hard situation. And this is, we're gonna read it in chapter three. And in chapter two, Paul has already given them some uh, very practical uh, instructions on how to serve this church. But now he's gonna explain what it's gonna be like um, in the last days or in Timothy's time as well as our time. Because the last days um, in scripture are this. It's, it's the time from when Jesus left to go to heaven until he comes back again. We're living in the last days waiting for his, his second coming. And this is, this, is the, this is the description that Paul gives. He says, but understand this. 
that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people. For among them are those who creep in households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to, bur- never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Just as Giannis and Yambres uh, oppose Moses, so these men also oppose the truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith, but they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. This is, this is what Timothy has to face. This is, this is what Timothy is gonna be dealing with is that there are false teachers in his church. There are false teachers all around his city and they are coming in and they are, they are taking all their different backgrounds and they're combining all kinds of beliefs and what they're really doing is they're manipulating the people for their own selfish gain, right? That, these, these people that Timothy is gonna have to address and there's people in his church who are broken from it, hurt from it. And Timothy is dealing with all this, and, and then his, his, his leader, his, his, his instructor, his father in the faith, Paul, is, is about to die. He is inside of a jail, ready to die, and he's, he feels all alone. He's hurt. He has to grow. He, he's scared. And Paul is writing this. He's saying, this is what it's going to be like, Timothy. And then in chapter 10, I mean, verse 10, he says this, you, however, right here, you, however, There's gonna be a difference. He's gonna make a contrast between the people that he's gonna encounter, the people who who need his leading, the people who are are hurting his people, and then also himself. And he says, you, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, in that Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from them all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. And we're gonna stop there for a second. Here, Paul is saying, these, these are the people that you're gonna encounter, the people you have to protect from your flock, from your people, and, and, and it's gonna be hard But however, you, you however, Timothy, you have followed me. You you have followed me in teaching, conduct, aim in life, faith, patience, love, steadfastness, persecutions. Timothy has been walking with Paul in what is preparing him for this new phase without him. To do it on, on his own, he has to now remember and know that he has been gaining the experience and and gaining all of these different relationships and learning from Paul of how to do it, right? And and so now Paul leads him up to this. So we know he has the experience. But then verse 14, but as for you, but as for you, continue. We're not just talking about the past now. He's talking about the future. Continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it, and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. All scripture 
is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Right here, verse 14, that first, those first four words, but as for you, it's this, in, in the original language, it's the same rendering as in verse 10, you however. Paul is saying there is a difference between you and these people. That you, Timothy, you are not gonna, you are not gonna be one of these false teachers. You are not gonna be one of these people who are being led astray. Timothy, it falls on you. You are gonna be different, Timothy, because you followed in me. You followed me through all of these missionary journeys. You've seen the power of God. You've seen even the persecutions and the hardships. But now, Timothy, verse 14, as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Do you know who taught Timothy when he was a child? It says it in 2 Timothy 1.5. Paul writes to him saying, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And now I am sure dwells in you as well. Dear Timothy is facing the biggest challenge of his life, the mission of his life. This is, this is gonna define his life in many ways. He's now gonna step out from behind his teacher and he's gonna have to have to work for this community and, and live for this community and teach this community and, and be there for them and, and the people all around him, his friends who are there and, and people maybe who don't even like him who are there. And, and, and now he has to stand out from where Paul was standing and step into it. And, and what Paul says is, Timothy, what you need in this moment, the biggest moment of your life, the biggest step of faith you're ever gonna take, what you need, Timothy, is you need to remember and continue in what your mother and what your grandmother taught you about the scriptures. Here, Timothy, he is being reminded that he has had what he's needed this entire time. Timothy, Tim, Timothy, he, he here who has been maybe scared of the challenge and, and for good reason, here he is. And he's saying, Paul, what do I need? What do I need to continue? And Paul's saying, you need to continue in the teaching that you were given as a child. What is the teaching? The teaching that led to salvation in Christ through faith because he learned the scriptures. He knew the, the, the story that Jesus came and died on a cross so that he could have new life, that he could be with God, reconciliation. There could be forgiveness so that he could live for God and keep going. And this leads us right to this verse 16. And it almost seems like, all right, we're learning about Timothy and now, there's this right here. He says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And that's for the woman as well, right? And what we see here is that Paul is saying, what you're gonna do, what you're gonna do in your community is exactly what your mother and your grandmother already did in you. What you're gonna do, Timothy, is you're gonna take these scriptures, you're gonna take the love of Christ that has been given to you when you were just a little child, right? I picture, I picture um, Timothy's mom and grandmother trying to teach him, right? I don't think Timothy probably was like, what are we reading today? Let's read, let's go, let's go. I just, wanna, I just studied all night. I didn't even sleep. I read the Bible for 12 hours last night. No, Timothy was probably like, again, mom? 
Seriously? We got to do that again? We just did it yesterday, right? But I'm sure as time went on, Timothy went, again, mom? Oh, mom, when are we? We forgot today, mom. Let's, let's jump in. What, what's the word for today, mom? What are we learning today? And then it was probably like, mom, can we pray together? Mom, I got something, something's going wrong at, at a Jewish school, at the rabbi school. I mean, right, he, he's, he's, he, needs, he needs his mom. His mom was there. His mom was teaching him. And not just giving him all the rules and all the, all the, the big topics. And she was teaching him that there is a God in heaven who's come down to earth to be with you, Timothy, to walk with you and to teach you the love and grace and to teach you right and wrong, right? Timothy had this, and now Paul is saying the exact thing that she did in your life, you're now gonna do in your community. What Timothy needed was to be more like his mom. He needed to be more like this teacher, his grandmother too, to say what they need is the nurturing love, the, the compassionate, compelling giving of God's word. That's what changed Timothy's life, and he needed to know that was the exact thing that would change his life as well. I mean, change the life of his church, the life of his community. And that's what we need as well. We need this. We need to remember the teachings that we've learned, and we got to remember the people who taught us. For many it was our moms. Our moms taught us the scriptures, right? I, I remember being a little kid, and, and I remember being in my bed, and uh, before we would fall asleep, my mom would sit outside in the hallway, and my, my sister was in one room, my brothers and me were in the other room, and she would read to us the Chronicles of Narnia so that we, so that we, would, we would see the beauty of God's redemptive work, right? Just this story, and, 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 it, and it made us understand that just like the, the main character, Aslan, was there to save the day, God as well is here to save the day and bring forgiveness, right? And, and she, she taught us to, to love the Lord and to, and to know the scriptures. And for many here today, your mom was there for you to do that, right? And, and your mom was there to teach you that. And for some, maybe your mom wasn't saved yet when you were a child. But you know what? There's always time. There's always time, as long as we're here, there's always time to, to know the scriptures, to learn together. And also, there's people in this church who become spiritual mothers and spiritual fathers who, who step alongside you and help you, guide you to, to know and love the scriptures and learn from their example, right? And, and, and what we see is this, that, that we can continue in the example and teaching of those who taught us the love and grace of God. That's what I see here, right? And what I think of as well is, um, I think of this, this need, right? I think the, the problems that Timothy was facing, we face still here today. There's still lovers of self, lovers of money, pre, um, pride, arrogance, abusiveness, disobedience to parents, ungratefulness, unholiness, heartless, unappeasable, slander. Um, without, there's lack of self-control, brutality, there's, there's not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. And the truth is this, that not only does that exist out there, but there's always the temptation within us to do the same, 
to do, to do this, this selfish way of living. The temptation is always there, but what's gonna guide us? It's gonna be those who taught us with a tender and caring and compassionate and direct love of scripture to, to do what is right. And now we're gonna go to this world. We're gonna go to those who, who are hurting, those who are struggling with this long list of things. And we're gonna say, there is a God who, who cares for you, has a better way and, and loves you and knows you and is, is guiding you. And, and there's this nurturing spirit, right? This nurturing, compassionate way of, of saying, come experience what I've experienced. Come and, and, and know just like a mother would teach a child the scriptures, go and, and teach people you love, people you know, people you may not even like, that there is a God who, who, who is there for them, that, that they can understand the, the, the grace that through the scriptures there is salvation through faith. That's what Timothy's job was to do. And, and, and it's the same for us as well. And we need to remember those who were there with us and brought us to that place. And we need to now become those people as well. And this is also a hard day for those who have lost moms. This can be a painful day of remembering um, and missing them. And that pain is there because the love was so strong. But we continue in what they did. We walk in their footsteps, following their example of how they lived, of how they loved. And we offer that care to those who, who maybe didn't experience that love, who maybe didn't have a mom who was able to do that for them because there's forgiveness and there's grace. And then there's also people who will come alongside you and walk with you as well, right? Timothy, he needed a word from the Lord. He needed to know what to do. And it was the simplest thing. Just as a little kid, he already knew he already know, knew how to lead. He already knew how to make a difference. When it says you, however, you, however, Timothy, I think it, it, it's just as if his mother and his grandma, grandmother were saying to us, you, however, though all of this is going on, all, all this pain in the world that, that there is a war in Ukraine that we're watching and we're praying and, and, and we wish we could do more and, and we just have to sit here and, and look at it and just trust in the Lord that he is sovereign and he will move and, and, and he will work things out for his glory and, and it's stressful and there's anxiety. We sit and we say, God, I'm just gonna continue I'm gonna continue in the simple teachings of your love, the simple teachings of, uh, of your compassion, of your moving, of, uh, of, your, of your story where you came to save us and, and how to be patient, how to be kind, how to have self-control, how, how, to, how to be forgiving and have peace. This is what Timothy needed. This is what we need. I thought of, um, it's everywhere in the news, the, the Roe versus Wade. And, and we see online the different disputes. And it's painful to even just read what people are saying to each other. And, and I support life, but not just the life of, 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 a, of the baby, but the life of the mother as well. And we need to ask ourselves, 
Lord, how do I not just live and care for one and not the other, but Lord, I pray that we would be a community that would bless both, God, and that we would have empathy and compassion, that, that we would say, I'm not gonna judge, judge you. I'm, I'm going to love you and I'm here for you and let's walk together. What can I do to be there for you? Because that's what Timothy needed. The people inside of his church, the people all around in his community, they were in pain. They were trying to find what is the solution to our issues? What's going to bring unification? And Timothy is sitting here, 30-something years old. He's going to have the, a, a large church in one of the biggest cities of the ancient world. I don't know how many people were going, but there was influence. And so now here he is, and he's going to talk to Paul, and Paul is going to tell him, you remember what I did in Athens when I was at the smartest people in the whole world and I told them about Jesus? No, no. Paul doesn't do that. He says, Timothy, don't you remember the loving, caring, nurturing way that your mother and your grandmother taught you about Jesus? He didn't say, Timothy, go do that. Go do that, Timothy. Make sure they understand. Make sure they feel it. They don't just hear it. Make sure they experience it. This community, what they needed was the word of God given by a caring and nurturing person. And that's what we need as well. And that's what we need to go and give. And so today we're, we're remembering the nurturing, loving mothers and spiritual mothers and the people that have been there in our lives who have been a resource and a help and a, and a shoulder to cry on. And an open ear. And we're going to be that person for somebody else as well. That's what we're going to do. I was thinking of the children's church downstairs. That children's church is full of mothers and grandmothers and fathers and, and, and fathers too. And, and, but these mothers and these grandmothers, we're learning from them, right? And, and you, you go down there and, and they... They'll come right next, to, right next to one of your child, and they'll say, oh, do you want to color this? Oh, it's all right. Your mama will be back in a little bit. Don't worry. Your grandma will be back in a little bit. Your dad will be back in a little bit. Let's, let's learn about Jesus. You know, let, let's do this dance together. Let's, let's do this story together. They're down there, and they're living it out, right? You're living it out. When you're at your job or, or when you're at your home or when you're in the mall or when you're, when you're driving down the road, right? It's how can I be nurturing and loving and kind? How can, I, how can I be true to my beliefs and true to the scriptures, but in a way that builds people up, that brings them together? That's the goal. I thought of how, um, I thought of how uh, when my mom, when they lived nearby, um, when I would watch the dog, all right, I would walk the dog and as soon as I would, um, as soon as I would, you know, grab the dog leash, I start walking outside. It's like everybody in the neighborhood that I never met starts starts coming on over, and they're like, "Oh, where's your mom today?" Right? Where I'm the most popular person in the neighborhood because I'm filling in at my mom's spot. Right? The whole everybody's like, "Oh, look, where's your mom? Is she all right?" And and I start talking to people, and I realize this that my mom had made time for I don't know how many maybe a dozen people in the neighborhood to, to hear about their day, to hear what's going on, to, to maybe pray for them, to give them an encouraging word, to just listen sometimes. She'll just listen. And, and, and I realized that my mom has been ministering to my entire neighborhood 
Right? This is amazing. And then it makes me think, man, how can I do that? I want to do that too. I want to be like my mom. I want to I want to be somebody who can love on them and care for them and share the love of Christ, which is in me. Right? And, and there's just all of these different ways. How can we go out and nurture and care, share the love of God, share the scriptures, the salvation, that there is a God who loves them and cares for them just as he loves and cares for us? How can we do that? These are ideas you have to think of. And it's really the person behind all of this, the power of this text, the power of this chapter is from the, is from the scriptures. The scriptures are God-breathed. What Timothy's mom gave him was an eternal truth, an eternal experience that the God of heaven cares for him. And our love and our gratitude and, and, our, and our, uh, our conversations, the power of those conversations are gonna come from our love and, and our knowing and our study of the scriptures that I'm gonna pour out what God has already poured out. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, be, a, I'm gonna be a channel for him. And what we're doing is because we've been equipped by those who've entrusted and loved and cared and taught us the word, now we are equipping others with the love and trust of the word that they will know the love of God, the forgiveness of God. I was thinking when, um, when I was little and I, was, uh, um, I needed to learn how to swim, um, we would always go to Fort Tabor and I would... I would, uh, so my mom put me, I was probably five or four years old. I don't know. I like to think I was really young. I don't know how old I was when I learned how to swim. And, and so I'm, I'm on the top of the water and my mom um, lifts me up, right? I'm laying on my back. And what she would do is she would go like this, right? And then I would be like, oh, I'm not floating. I would sink. So she would pick me back up before my head went under. And then, oh, I would sink, right? And she just kept doing it until I learned how to float, right? And she just kept doing it. And, and that's, that's what's going on here is that now every time I go swimming, every time I'm out on my kayak, I'm not worried because I can swim to shore. I can, you know, I can make it because my mom taught me how to swim. And if you're still learning how to swim, if you're, if you're wondering, God, how do I live this life? God, how do I deal with these situations? God, how do I have peace in my family? Lord, how do I, how do I tell people about Jesus on my job? Think about the simple things that you've been taught, the simple love that's been expressed, the way it's been expressed. And if you haven't felt that yet, find somebody who will, because they're here. This church is amazing. The community here, the people who will love you and care for you. And you will learn that you too can learn how to swim and then teach others as well. You can be equipped and you can then equip others because of the love that has been transferred from you to them. And so why don't we just pray together? Let's pray. Lord, I just, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, God, for um, the people in our lives, Lord, the mothers, but also the fathers, the spiritual mothers, the spiritual fathers, the uncles, the aunts, that, Lord, there is a nurturing spirit, God. Lord, and, and that, Lord, we would, we would remember the teachings, the, the love, Lord, the, the way that it was expressed, that there is a real God who cares and knows us, a real God who, who has been searching, who has been working on our behalf to bring us to him. A God who is willing to die on a cross so that we would experience forgiveness. Lord, I pray that 
today you would just bless your people, Lord. That God, they would be the ones who could go out and, and share that. And Lord, we would just celebrate the mothers today, God. All the lunches they made and all the notes they gave, all the, the too many jackets they put on us, all the little skills like swimming, and the simplest, like even just brushing our teeth, we learned from them. And those who, who may be filled in, we bless them as well. And I pray that you would just walk with us and teach us to walk with others. That we would be in a, a community that manifests the love, the compassion, the selflessness of you that, Lord, we would be different. That when people see us, they would say, oh, there's so much going wrong right now in my life. But you, however, there's something different about you. There is, there is a power within your life that I need in mine. There is a joy in your life that I need in mine. Lord, I pray we would be those people, God and thank the people who can make us like that, who worked on us. We look to you. You are the perfecter of our faith. You are the nurturing, loving God. We love you, Lord, in your wonderful name, amen.